We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What a pass, Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie to rookie action. Outside the blue door, he'll get the flyby. Three on the way, and he rattles it in. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back, gets up the shot, bakes it in. This is Udort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up, and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are coming to you live Wednesday, June 22nd, or as we like to call it, NBA Draft Eve. We're a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. And I am your host this evening, Jacob Niffin. Got JD Silva, fresh off the COVID. Back from the dead. I have turned. <laughs> We've got Taylor Peterson along for the ride. Happy Draft Night Eve. Or draft day, I guess. Very exciting. Hey, before we get started with all the festivities tonight, we want to let you guys know a few things. Number one, tomorrow during the draft, June 23rd, we will be hosting the Uncontested's third annual draft live show. We will be live here on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Facebook. So regardless if you are watching the draft overseas, if you're here in the States, if you're in Oklahoma, if you're at home by yourself, if you're with your friends, even if you're at a draft party, go ahead, pull out your phone, your laptop, get on your smart TV, open up YouTube, and join the Uncontested Boys as we take you through the entire first round of the NBA draft, reacting to each pick, each trade, each Woj bomb. It's going to be a blast. We absolutely cannot wait. This is my favorite day of the year. We're going to have so much fun. So make sure you join us tomorrow night. We will go live about 30 minutes before the start of the draft to talk all things that have happened on Thursday. I imagine we will get a few fireworks during the day tomorrow before we get to the actual event. So we'll talk about all that, give our thoughts leading up to the draft, and then we'll be here with you as each pick comes across the screen. It's going to be a blast. We cannot wait. Also, make sure you go join our mock draft contest. We've tweeted it out multiple times. We will tweet it out again tonight. It's through an app called Mockout. So get on there. Make sure up in the top left corner, you if it says NFL, you switch it over to NBA. 
and then enter the uncontested mock draft challenge for a chance to win some prizes. It is going to be an absolute blast. So we cannot wait. Gentlemen, I think that's everything. The big draft show tomorrow night. After the first round, we're going to cut the stream and then we're going to record our draft reaction pod uh, well, after the after Thunder the pick, pick 34. Yeah. So, we'll, <laughs> so we'll stay live until pick 34. If they still have it. Ooh. That is true. That is true. So, gentlemen, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Tonight is the night we officially make our big predictions for the draft. We just released uh, an image on uncontested socials of all of our guesses on the Thunder's two picks. I do not feel confident at all. Just so, (laughs) just to put that out in the Who did you have them taking at 12? Sohan. Jeremy Sohan. Ah, Okay, okay. I love Sohan. So before we dive into some draft stuff, first thing on the docket tonight is trade season has officially begun. We are entering the deal zone. As uh, Brian Brian Windhorst Windhorst would say. (laughs) Uh, Gentlemen, I would say the first significant trade of the season has happened tonight as the Detroit Pistons have traded Jeremy Grant to the Portland Trailblazers. Not a great return, I think, is kind of the consensus. A 2025 Milwaukee Bucks first round pick, two future second round picks, and then Milwaukee jumps six spots. Or sorry, not Milwaukee. Detroit jumps six spots from pick 46 to pick 36. They swapped second rounders in 2023, or sorry, 2022 with Portland. Uh, Silva, let's just start off with the return. Not some of the, the, I guess the other parts of this trade that are important, but just the the return itself for Jeremy Grant. What are your thoughts? I think my my thought is a, a lot of fans of teams around the league are probably looking at themselves looking at themselves saying, "Well, why the hell didn't we make that trade if it was if it was that little?" Everyone was. I mean, the idea of trading pick seven always seemed like a stretch. We thought it'd be a pick that would be between, I don't know, 16 to 22. This one's probably going to be worse than that, considering it's Milwaukee. We don't expect them to fall off anytime soon. Um, not a lot. It made me think that Detroit's motivation behind it was more about just clearing that space away so they can give an offer sheet to Aiton or Brunson rather than trying to get something back tangible for him. Totally agree. Taylor, what are your thoughts on, not not the return for Jeremy Grant straight up, but what Silva mentioned, the kind of that auxiliary part of the trade, which means Detroit could have up to 55 mil in cap space this summer. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that was the, uh, the biggest thing here. I think uh, James Edwards, the athletic beat writer said, mm-hmm. or for the Pistons said maybe up to 34 million, which is a lot. Obviously they already um, had quite a bit before working this trade. And, and that was a huge incentive here. Uh, I almost said Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James mentioned that uh, even in his his write up that he did. But something else that I found interesting, and again, you always have to take these reports, maybe not necess- necessarily with a grain of salt, but you kind of have to uh, decipher who would be giving a reporter this information. Um, but he claims that going all the way back to the trade trade deadline, the Pistons did not have a more competitive offer than this for Jeremy Grant that actually came to fruition or were in like serious negotiations. And so again, I I had that disclaimer there because that's probably coming from the Pistons side, from the the Troy Weaver side. But to your original question, question, Jacob, I can't talk tonight. Um, 
I think this absolutely indicates that the the Pistons have a big plan of free agents, free agency. And I think DeAndre Ayton is the guy. Uh, in fact, James Edward in that same piece made a Ayton pun. Uh, it, he said <laughs> the Pistons now have a dash ton of drafts. Or, I love uh, it. Drafters, Solid. Like, yeah. Salary cap or salary space. So anyways, all that to say, I think they'll absolutely be chasing one of those guys. Um, friend of the podcast, uh, Cleveland guy. Uh, I'm going blank on his name. Evan. What's Dammerl? his last name? Dramble. Uh, he mentioned, you know, Colin Sexton and the interest there from the Pistons. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And then look, the Brunson situation, right? Like we know he's heavily linked to the Ma- going back to the Mavericks as well as the, the Knicks aggressively going after him. But the Pistons can make an aggressive offer now too. So those are kind of the three names that I have in mind with that that new freed up cap space. Do you yeah. think Grant's value was that low partially because he's going to have to be paid in addition to being acquired? Yes. And, and that was the other thing I was thinking of, Silva. is like one of two things. You're either trading for him knowing you're going to have to sign him to a new contract or extend him essentially. And, and for the record, uh, well, Woj mentioned on the pre-draft show that they were doing tonight. It was... Woj, uh, Jay Billis, who Jay Billis seems like a really good dude and knows he knows basketball. He knows college ball. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to, to sidetrack this, Taylor. I'm sorry. Just, no, just no. Give, give you're me, right. Give I know where you're seconds. going, and I agree with you. <laughs> Jay Billis has said twice now on national TV that Shaden Sharp would be the overall number one pick if he went back to Kentucky. And I'm just sitting there like, Jay, yeah. Jay. Just mm-hmm. talk to your colleagues, bro. Right. It's going to be Victor Wembanyama, and then like a Grand Canyon between him <laughs> and the second prospect. Like, mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny tonight because Woj immediately followed it up with, well, he would be probably the presumptive third pick. <laughs> like Woj put him in his place. Uh, but Woj mentioned tonight, Taylor, that Portland uh, is already planning on signing Jeremy Grant to an extension. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, basically, um, and I agree with you on Bilas. Great X and O guy, X's and O's guy, college basketball hoops guy, but uh, struggling a little bit on the prospect <laughs> uh, point of view. I think this Had draft some wild but, comps. Yeah, that was Chess the next Giannis guys. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so yeah, you're to both of your guys' points. If a team's trading for him, they're doing it like Portland, who plan to extend him, or they're like you know doing it as a almost a one-year rental, which just doesn't make a lot of sense. So because of that, I could see why the offers weren't great. <laughs> for example, the number seven overall pick. That always seemed a little high to me for, for Jeremy Grant. Another report tonight, um, quote, report. Uh, it feels like half of the NBA community already believes this has happened. I, I have a hard time seeing it coming to fruition. Uh, but Chris Haynes reporting that now Portland is turning their attention to OG and Anobi. Uh, trying to target him with the number seven all overall pick. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Because now, I mean, Jeremy Grant came to Portland via the CJ McCollum trade exception that was just kind of fit like a glove. They're going to have to send out salary for OG. Like, it's not as simple as just pick seven for OG straight up. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? It's an interesting. I kind of thought they would end up getting one or the other, not both. Um, but it looks like, I mean, according to that, Chris, I know Chris Haynes and Dame work closely together mm-hmm. like all the time. So that's kind of where I think yep. this is coming from. Agreed. Um, especially when he used the word like it, it was so like blunt pursuing. Yes, pursuing that's the word he was OG. using. I was like, it wasn't it's like really in talks for OG. Yeah. And, and sorry, not to interrupt you, no. Silva, but I just think 
maybe uh, Haynes should have sat on that report a little longer than he did. I'm for suing a million premature. dollars. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And, and the Thunder are, we know, are pursuing to trade up from pick 12, right? But I don't know. That seemed a little premature, almost like he, he wanted to get that out first since like yeah. games can't be told. And also his context made it sound imminent, and I don't think it's imminent. Agreed. Agree completely. But man, if they could pull that off, and I think that's the biggest thing here is that Portland still has that seven overall pick alongside Jeremy Grant now. So they can use that to go after an OG. And I don't like this next one. I think it's a little redundant now that they've ended up trading for Jeremy Grant, but they could go after a John Collins still, hypothetically. Uh, but really, you know, just that caliber of player. But here's the other thing, too, that I keep thinking about. Like they also have this option. They kind of find themselves at a crossroads where they could choose a different path, which is drafting a player at seven, a Jeremy Sohan, for example, or a Dyson Daniels, who they've been linked to at pick number seven. I know there's been some shade and sharp talk, but let's at least go with those first two guys that I mentioned. Those are two guys that could come in, impact your team immediately, help with winning as rookies, uh, maybe in the way that like a Josh Giddy would, or I did this past year for OKC, just to use a Thunder related example, and still have a ton of upside for the future, uh, thinking past the Dame. So I think that would be a wise path for them to take as well, taking somebody who could, a young player who could contribute immediately and help your team, but also can grow with you in the long term. I like Dyson there quite a bit. Yeah, he, I, th- could, I think it makes some sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Jeremy Grant and OG Ananobi seem a little redundant. They're very similar in yeah. their style of play and in their position um, and make for a hell of a Defense. defensive front court. Yeah. Um, really covering up for Nurkic and Dame who don't really play great defense. Uh, Anthony Simons, who doesn't play great defense, would kind of cover up some holes there. So maybe, I don't know. Uh, other trade chatter, uh, as far as, as current players are concerned, uh, we're hearing a lot of stuff about John Collins. Uh, as much to the point that like Woj has been talking that they want to move him, that the presumptive... Uh, uh, thought around the league is John College will get moved. Um, I, I know Jake Fisher today said people around the league are operating under the assumption that John Collins will get moved before draft night officially starts tomorrow at 7 p.m. Central Time. A report today from SI that maybe the Thunder have called Atlanta about John Collins. Uh, how do you guys decipher all this? I guess I can kick us off with this one with the OKC portion. I don't buy it. Doesn't pass mm-hmm. the smell test for me. Wasn't he rumored? Was he rumored to ever be have interest by OKC in the past, or was that something like we just kind of drummed up as fans? I think like it's something that fans drummed up. Okay. I don't think there was ever actually a connection. But Sam Presti has preached over and over and over and over again, not pushing all the chips in, building this thing slow instead of fast, prioritizing flexibility for the summer of 2023 when the new CBA kicks in. I don't think trading for John Collins and three years, $100 million left on the contract with a player option at the end fits any of the things that Sam Presti has has laid out. That's not my personal bias or whatever people want to believe. That's I'm operating off what the general manager has said, right? That's all right. I have to go off of. I don't think the Thunder are in the John Collins talks. Maybe... Uh, Multiple people reached out to me today and said, um, you know, maybe OKC is inquiring to be a, a third team and that facilitate a, a trade and well. get a pick or something. Totally. That makes sense, but I don't see it uh, as the Thunder trying to get 
John Collins. Then fade away NBA, leave me alone. <laughs> I was giggling as soon as he sent that. God, yeah. uh, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if our uh, our porn bots uh, come back and attack us on YouTube again tonight. God. No, I think you're you're spot on, Jacob. Uh, both of the Jacobs. Uh, if you all don't know, JD's first name is also Jacob. Yeah. I'm curious. Do you guys remember? When we were kids, the game of telephone, it, it wasn't even really a game. It was like something that teachers made you do basically in mm-hmm. elementary school sometimes. And typically, you know, the purpose of the game is by the time uh, that word that the first pe- person used gets to the last person in the class, it, it or the phrase, it typically changes a bit. Like some of it may be the same. Like the uncontested is the best podcast ever might change to uh, the uncontested is a is a great podcast by the mm-hmm. end of a game of telephone. That's kind of what this reminds me of. Uh, it, this report came from a reporter who's reputable, but uh, is it typically one, at least in my experience, to really break news? It almost seems like maybe he caught wind of somebody telling him that the Thunder uh, or the uh, the Hawks reached out to the Thunder regarding John Collins or regarding a John's call, John Collins trade to some of the people that reached out to Jacob uh, Niffin on Twitter. Yes, maybe that was part of a three-team trade, but it also could be like, look, if I'm an NBA GM, one of the other 29 GMs that's not Sam Presti, and I have a John Collins-like player, and I'm wanting to trade him away and get a big haul, like, who are you going to? You're, you're going to go to Sam Presti and gauge his interest, right? Because he has all these, these assets. Uh, obviously, we know the treasure trove of, of draft picks as well as young talent now uh, on this team and john collins is still pretty young like hypothetically uh, if you're an opposing G- gm you could see him fitting that timeline of shea and you hear news and rumors of the thunder quote-unquote pushing the pedal down a little more this season so yeah like schlink probably did reach out to sam presti that doesn't mean that sam presti is aggressively pursuing a john collins trade though yeah. and so i think it's maybe a little bit of a game of telephone here um just to follow up not a breaking moment on the pod, but um, Jake oh, wow. Fisher of Bleacher Report reporting oh, wow. that Atlanta and San Antonio, San Antonio has been linked to Atlanta in the past, or San Antonio has been linked to John Collins in the past. I'm sorry. I'm getting my words mixed up as I'm reading this report. Have discussed a John Collins, DeJounte Murray swap. Wow. Jesus. Which is pretty fascinating. You um, call it a Drew Holiday-like package. Yeah, well, I think he said that the Spurs... Uh, have told teams that they would want a Drew Holiday level package for Dejounte Murray. That's super interesting. That would yeah, be it's, a, it's a fascinating one. Uh, Silva, any follow up thoughts on John Collins before we move on? Not really. I, I didn't put much thought into the John Collins the OKC stuff because we've known on a lo- all along, like you all, have, like all of us have said across multiple podcasts, Pressy's not going to take on long term salary until the CBA, the new CBA is out. So um, I'm not looking into it. Maybe if it was in that year, in the summer of 23, 24, that, that time I would, I would put more thought into this. Um, still probably wouldn't want John Collins on the roster, but, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think that's probably pretty accurate. This is, it just feels too early in the process mm-hmm. based off what Sam Presti has said. All right, enough trade talk around the league. Let's get to some NBA draft and Thunder-specific predictions for draft night before we do that though let's take a really quick moment to tell you guys about where you can buy uncontested shirts and our sponsors for the week what's up thunder fans this is jacob from the uncontested podcast and i'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best thunder swag available 
Just visit CottonBureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shay Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to CottonBureau.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to get your new Thunder gear today. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back. Gentlemen, let's do some NBA draft bold predictions. I wish we had like a, a drop. Bold predictions. Yeah. I, I was will, about to do the same thing. So so each of us have come up with a handful of bold predictions that we'll, we'll throw out into the ether. And then we can kind of talk about and tell each other that we're idiots. I want to kick us off, though, because Jake Fisher totally unceremoniously stole my thunder. Oh, one of no my bold predictions was that the Spurs trade DeJounte Murray on draft night. 
Yeah. That's that, that goes along with one of mine also. <laughs> um, uh, what are you guys' yeah. thoughts? Considering there was a, I feel like there was a lot of like last year was a big year for DeJounte Murray. Like he was an all-star for the first time. Uh, people, I remember talking to, to friends about like the Shea versus DeJounte Murray talk. And now the Spurs are kind of looking at themselves in the mirror. Like pop is about to retire and we're kind of stuck in the mud uh, at like, as like a permanent nine, 10 seed. So we got to do something, and that is the most logical step. And it would be the first time the Spurs have like rebuilt it since I've been alive, basically. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, got more. <laughs> I've just uh, been, you know, Jake Jake Fisher again. I uh, kind yeah. of blew up our podcast uh, midway. Only OKC thing is a very very last bullet point, but Serbian point guard. Uh, the how do you say it? The Don't CBA? say the name. Don't the say the name. Mitchich. Oh my God, Taylor! I don't even want to talk about this guy. <laughs> Remains a hot name on the trade market. OKC holds his draft rights, and Nikola Jokic has been said to be a driving factor in Denver's interest to obtain the Euroleague MVP. San Antonio, Milwaukee, and Chicago have also been names mentioned as legitimate suitors. Well, then why the hell wasn't he traded in that pick for number thirty? Hasn't been called into the league yet. Oh. Based because of that twenty twenty nine draft pick, I yeah. am. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like there is most smoke, more smoke around Mitchich coming over than about anything else. It drives me nuts. This I'm is- more likely to see Mothman outside than I am to see <laughs> Mitchich ever play a game in the NBA <laughs> or uh, so, Beckna. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I, I don't know if Dejounte Murray getting traded is a bold prediction. I think there's a possibility though. Tell me, is, is this e- an even hotter take, Silva? Ooh. DeJounte Murray was an all-star last season. Mm-hmm. That's his only all-star appearance. Oh, I'm with you. That was, that was it, the cards kind of, or the, the, everything was aligned for him that one season, I think with yeah. various injuries and his role. Yeah, sure. I like him a lot, but I do yeah. too. I, I think, uh, he's I think like, it could have been Shea. He's like 90% of Shea. Yeah. Right. That's how I feel about DeJounte. He's Murray. a better defender than Shea. Shea has a much, so much higher more. offensive ceiling. Yeah. Shea's, DeJounte's bag is like a Walmart sack and Shay's bag is like Santa Claus's sack. Just which one? It's pretty big. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. This is not a right. work podcast. <laughs> Silva, fire off one of your draft bold predictions. Okay, let's see. I got some weird ones here. Uh, let me just expand on what you said just to get this one out of the way. Okay. I'm get, I, one of my bold predictions is that teams that we don't know are about to tank are going to begin to reveal themselves on draft night. Uh, the Spurs were the first one there. Um, I kind of assumed DeJounte Murray would be the first piece to fall there. Maybe they ship out uh, Jakob Pertle or someone like that. Um, also would not be surprised if a team like Washington finally made a decision uh, at least to move, move things away so they can let Brad Beal do whatever, do whatever he wants. Um, wouldn't be surprised if uh, Charlotte has been very weird with Miles Bridges and not wanting to pay him very much. I kind of wonder what what they do and maybe if they make some make some moves to clear up their roster. Uh, yeah, just generally think tanking teams um, are going to start to reveal themselves more. Interesting. I don't know how how bold that is, but I think it's a, a very fascinating yep. one. Very. Uh, I think depending on. Some of the teams, it could get pretty bold. Mm. Taylor, what's one of your draft night bold predictions? Ooh. Let's go ahead and start with this one. On, on the topic of trades. Uh, obviously, we've heard all the the talk that 
you know, league execs and league personnel think this is going to be a very busy draft night in terms of trades. I think because of that and because of other reasons, there is a three-team trade involving at least two 2022 lottery picks being exchanged. That mm. seems pretty bold. That does seem pretty bold. The last time we had a three-team trade in the draft that involved two lottery picks. Yeah, the, the, same the problem is, I think the reason you don't see a lot of three-team trades on draft night is because you have a very limited window to get a, yep. all three teams on board. So that's uh, that's fascinating. That, that's I, think, I, mean, the, I think that one's pretty bold. I like that one. The Pistons uh, okay. getting or uh, trading Jeremy Grant kind of throws a bit of a wrinkle in there because that was one of my three-team trades. But I think there's some other structures out there. <laughs> I don't know how bold this one is. I think it's just it's a good prediction. Perk on the broadcast tomorrow night is going to one-up <laughs> his Moody Moses debacle. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Usman Jang walks up, and it's just hell. Osa man. <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's fun and likely. I think I don't think it's bold because I think it is likely to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Perk on on that ESPN show tonight. Uh, very nice and touching story about uh, Caleb Swanigan, uh, the the former Pelican, uh, former Purdue Boilermaker who yeah. passed away Monday morning. Uh, set really sad news. I, apparently, he Perk kind of mentored him in the G League whenever Perk was playing G League ball oh, for the Cavs. Oh, I forgot about so, that. So, uh, really touching story by Perk. But inevitably, Perk is going to butcher somebody's name on draft night. Uh, so, I, I am prepared for it. Silva, hit us with another another bold one. Cam Johnson gets traded for a top twelve pick. Cam Johnson Ooh. traded for a top. That's that bold. is that is bold. Seems like high, especially yeah. after that Suns article today, <laughs> exactly. where they basically said, "You know how we draft? We don't. We don't. We, don't. we, don't we just care. don't look at prospects. We don't yeah. evaluate guys. <laughs> Our star player. I want to draft him. Wouldn't have drafted him. Would have drafted Frank. Why would you publicly say that? I'm never gonna Idiot. look. They said I'll never look for the next Giannis. Basically, is what he said. Why would you publicly say any of that? Yep. So uh, it's uh, crazy. Would not be surprised if if that happened. I like Taylor. That. I like that Taylor, hit us with another bold one. So speaking of uh, one of the the teams, I think could be involved in that three team bold prediction I had earlier. I think the Hawks trade up in the top eight by the time the first pick is made. Maybe not as bold now that more and more reports have have come out of that. But the Hawks are okay. That does feel pretty bold. Deemed mm-hmm. as one of the most aggressive teams, um, and if they don't trade for Murray. I think they could be a be in the top eight by the time uh, by the time the draft rolls around tomorrow night. That's fun. Fascinating. I yeah, that one feels pretty bold because I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be one of the top three. I I heard a report today that Collins and pick number four have never been discussed as a trade package. So I don't think it's going to be Collins four. been discussed with Sacramento, but not for four. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pick five, Detroit. I think Detroit's just going to make a selection. I don't think it have gonna... to be six through eight, and most likely seven or eight. And seven's less likely now because of Grant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I think that one's. I think that one's pretty bold. Fun. Okay, my last bold prediction for draft night is a Thunder-related one. For the first time since the rebuild has officially begun, OKC is going to dip into the treasure trove of assets. So like last year, they added a pick, right? They traded 16 for two future firsts. 
So far this year, they've traded a first in this draft for presumably a better first down the line. Like they're either staying like even or adding more picks to the trove ever since the rebuild has started. My bold prediction is that tomorrow night, instead of adding to the pot of draft picks and assets, they're going to dip in and spend some. So when you first said that, I was like, oh, that's not that bold. And then I started thinking about it and you start going through it, Jacob. And the more and more you think about it, you're right. All they've done is add Add, draft picks. It's kind of like a savings account. They never touch it. They never like withdraw from it. They're always depositing. Can you guys imagine seeing Pressy's savings? I bet it is just astronomical. Hasn't been touched in years. Probably. (laughs) I, I just, I don't know. They, they keep adding and adding and adding to the pool. They're starting to get some better assets, uh, you know, flipping 30 for uh, what Zach Lowe reports is going to be a top five protected pick that rolls for three years. Like you are getting a better asset there. They did it again at the trade deadline last year with Miami. They bettered that asset. They're starting to get these picks that were like, oh, it's lottery protected. It's top 20 protected to now getting them to where they're really fascinating and valuable chips. I think this year he's going to cash in a few of them. Not all of them. It's not like they're going to go. I don't think they're going to go up to four. I don't think they're going to do something bonkers and trade five firsts. But I think you, we're going to see that number drop a little bit instead of climb this draft. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. If that happens during our live stream, we're going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. I might have you drop kick me on, on the stream. <laughs> uh, okay, that was my last bold prediction for the draft. So what do you have? Give us another one. Uh, another one for me. The Kings... Trade De'Aaron Fox and draft Jaden Ivey in a bad pick four. That is bold. Mm-hmm. If they do that, they are signaling mm-hmm. a rebuild. Correct. When we are assuming they have been pushing for the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? That they're that's what their owner is doing. So, do you think they trade De'Aaron Fox for like veteran pieces? Yes, I think they. I think they trade De'Aaron Fox for a veteran for sure. Um, maybe this is one of the three team trades Taylor was talking about. Maybe they somehow end up with Collins there, um, which I would not like next to Sabonis, but you, you know what I mean? They, they would yeah. trade Darren Fox. I don't like for, Darren Fox next to Trey Young either. No, but. no. They what, would, about, uh, what about New York? Yeah. New York's if, been looking for an exciting point guard for a while. What if you get Darren De- Fox in New York, Julius Randle and some other things and pick 11 come back? Yeah, maybe you take another swing on Cam Reddish. I guess something like that. Uh, that makes sense, um, and that sounds like something the Kings would do. I also and don't the Kings know. Kings could draft four and eleven, right? Have have like a Julius Randle, Demontis Sabonis front court. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's not nuts. I mean, I also think part of this would be motivated by De'Aaron Fox just being like depressed, being in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, so maybe some of that happens behind the scenes. He's like, you know what? Why don't you guys go ahead and draft Ivy and just get me the hell out of here? Um, yeah, wouldn't be shocked. I, I th- that is very, very bold. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised, but it wouldn't feel like it's out of left field because it's the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there they would have like Jaden Ivey, uh, uh, Davion Mitchell, Julius Randle, Demontis Sabonis, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I mean that's a lineup. That's that's five guys. <laughs> it's five dudes. It's uh, you got two bigs who can just not really shoot but yeah yeah 
that can handle a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Taylor has has backed out for a moment. So, mm-hmm. Silva, do you have any other bold draft predictions? I have one final one. It's Thunder related. Um, Thunder have been linked to a lot of guys, a lot of trade up guys. Um, my guess is that they're going to trade up and take someone that we have not talked about. And I don't even know if he's had a workout for them. It's going to be Dyson Daniels. Oh, okay. I feel like Dyson's and... a little, I love Dyson. I feel like he's a little repetitive mm-hmm. with Josh Giddy, but yep. I love that prediction. The Thunder trade up, but it is not for one of the two names that we consistently hear in Shaden Sharp or Jaden Ivey. Yeah, man, I even thought about, well, Sohan. I feel like Sohan's been talked about uh, a bit. Yeah, or Sohan. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you're looking at trading up for it would be Dyson. Mm-hmm. It would be Keegan. Johnny Davis, but I think he could be there at 12. Yeah. Or a guy that I love. I know Kamiar loves. Benedict Matherin. I would love that. I would seriously love that if that happened. Uh yeah. I think you'd have to get up to six to get Matherin. I don't think he's fallen past six. No. But Which if, is he, crazy. if he somehow uh, did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking we'll like that's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. Um, would, would he come in and slot? I mean, he hasn't worked I, out for OKC either. As as, yeah. as he interviewed on Sunday, Saturday with uh, the NBA media mm-hmm. and said he had only done three workouts. Doesn't mean Oklahoma said he hasn't seen him, hasn't talked to him, but he did not come to market. Yeah. I would love that one. Uh, I don't know how the Thunder feel about him. It'd also be kind of awkward because he and Dort are like BFFs. And it would probably be... If they traded Dort to get up there. Yeah. But it's interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that prediction a lot. I I almost went with like a center, but that was just a little bit too toxic. Couldn't go that far. Yeah. Let me pull up 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 a mock draft here real quick. Uh, They're definitely not going to trade up um to get paulo that's like no. i think nearly impossible mm-hmm. uh we just said it's not gonna be someone they've talked about so it wouldn't be Jaden ivy we know keegan murray worked out for them which uh, there's, i mean there's, that, that would be really fun if they managed to land that yeah so it's got to be keegan murray keegan murray benedict matherin or dyson daniels because all the other ones like uh espn's mock currently has usman jang at eight shane sharp at nine uh maybe it's johnny davis that's a guy that they haven't been linked to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would be a big. So Johnny Davis, um, Dyson Daniels, Benedict Matherin, Keegan Murray. If they did trade up and take one of those guys that we aren't expecting, which of like put those those four in order for me on your your personal preference. Which and which four you said uh Di- Davis. Dyson, uh-huh. Matherin, uh-huh. Davis, Murray. It's probably going to go Matherin, Murray, Dyson, Davis. Oh wow, you have Murray over Dyson Daniels. If we're if they were able to get him with their with their second pick in the lottery, yes, I think that is okay. great value uh, for sure. And uh, I think that'd be that'd be a ton of fun. A ton of fun. I like I like Keegan Murray a lot more if if he is the second pick that the Thunder the Thunder take. I think that's fair. Um, my personal preference would go Ben Matherin, Dyson Daniels, mm-hmm. Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis. Yeah. And I really like Johnny Davis. I just like those other three a whole lot. I don't want to take credit from anyone. I heard this on a podcast somewhere, but are we calling Johnny Davis live Moss if he gets drafted because of the T-Bell commercials? <laughs> that, that is incredible. Also, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but Jaden Ivey, uh, at the draft combine during an interview, 
uh, someone was asking him about his first step, and he said they call that the Baja Blast, <laughs> which is just <laughs> absolutely. I don't know how he didn't oh, get a Taco Bell commercial because that's yeah. incredible. Well, now I want Johnny Davis and uh, Jaden Ivey. Uh, that's good. This Taco Bell all day, every yeah. day. Um, and she, of those four that we just mentioned, which one is the most likely to slide? I think it's Johnny Davis. I think that's probably fair. I would say Johnny Davis. Is he's, probably. I mean, mainly because everyone else has just risen and he's just kind of been a, a, a he's been the recipient of that. Like he, he's going to, there's a negative correlation. If, if everyone else is rising, he's just naturally going to fall. So I don't yep. think it's because people are feeling worse about him. Taylor Silva's latest bold prediction was that the Thunder are going to trade up, but take somebody that they haven't been linked to yet. Uh, so that would mean it would be Keegan Murray, Dyson Daniels, Ben Matherin, or Johnny Davis. If they traded up for one of those four, Taylor, which one would you want it to be? Ooh. Did you include Matherin in that list? Mm-hmm. Yes. Matherin. Oh. Hands down. Go back and listen to my last podcast about <laughs> how high I am on Matherin. Uh, but just for the sake of, of this question, because any other person uh, – other than me, <laughs> that might be a little closer of a question, I guess. So take we me- both said Matherin as well, for what it's yeah. worth. Well, I, if it wasn't Matherin, I'd probably say Sohan. Well, we, no, your your list only, it's got to be guys oh. that the Thunder haven't been linked to. So it's Matherin, oh. Dyson Daniels, uh, Johnny Keegan, Davis, Keegan or Murray. Keegan Murray. I mean, Keegan would be incredible. I just think it's like, it would have to be a situation where the, the Thunder traded up for like pick five or six. In that situation, and uh, drafted Murray. Same which, thing for Ben. I think. I think Ben. Goes and I five think and six. yes, mm-hmm. agree completely. I think. I in fact, I think those are picks five and six right there. Talking about this, just less than twenty four hours, guys, and it'll yeah. be here. It's Taylor, insane. do you have any? Before we move on, uh, Taylor, I'm going to give you a chance for one more bold prediction. Oh, okay, yeah, I have one. Uh, <laughs> this one's so specific that I, I don't know, but I, I'm just going to go with it. No, no disclaimers, no uh, backing out. I'm just going uh, head first, diving in and into the deep end. I think Lou Dort is a Raptor come tomorrow night. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> oh bold. <my> God. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not even sure I, I believe that. But <laughs> that's look, that's I think bold. There, yeah. there, is, there is a world where the Raptors end up with the seventh overall pick, mm-hmm. and I think they might prefer a Lou Dort over the options there at pick number seven. Wow. All right. I mean, I, that'd be that'd be sad. <laughs> you guys Interesting. Yeah. That's it's bold. It is bold. Not awesome. too bold, but uh, it's all two, two more segments of the podcast left. Uh, we're going to do some draft, take it or leave it, and then we're going to close the pod with our OKC Thunder draft night predictions. So let's jump in to take it or leave it. Uh, for those of you who are new to our show, uh, we do take it or leave it pretty often. Very simple game. I'm going to give one of you guys a statement and you have to either take it, meaning like you think it's real, it'll happen, or you got to leave it, meaning you think it's BS and then give us a bit of an explanation. We can uh, discuss each of these just a little bit. I don't want to spend a ton of time, uh, but I did make my list. Are you ready? Yes. So I was hoping, I was hoping you, you had stuff written down on the back end because I didn't see anything in our doc. Yes, and I was no, like, well, it's, it's a surprise. That's on purpose. Okay, great. It's a surprise. Thank God. Since Thank God. Taylor went and took a call, uh, he gets first <laughs> on take it or leave it. Hey, my sources were hitting me up. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. And that's that's why I came back with the Lou Dort to the Raptors. Uh, 
Your mother-in-law was calling you and asking for pictures of the baby. <laughs> Taylor, Picture take it or leave it. Five or more first-round picks get traded on draft night. Five Ooh. or more. <laughs> Not including what's already been traded. So the Thunder okay. have technically traded number 30. That doesn't count. Um, The Mavs traded 26. Yeah, to the Rockets. Doesn't count. Okay. I'm saying tomorrow night we I have get five first rounders moved. Taking it or uh, leaving it? I, hmm. My heart tells me take it, uh, but my brain is telling me leave it. I'm going with my brain on this one because it always feels like. And look, I do think this draft will be much busier than previous drafts that we've seen. But there's always more talk and there is actual action when it comes mm-hmm. to trades, specifically in the draft. So because of that reason, I'm going leave it. But I think that like if this were an over under segment, Jacob, I think that's a like four, four and a half would be perfect. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the four range. I totally so, agree. Uh, if it was four, I'd be taking it all day. Now maybe, now maybe I should take it at five and just pray that Taylor's prediction of a three teamer <laughs> involving multiple lottery picks. Maybe I pray that that happens. Yes. Uh, but yeah, probably leaving it. It's at five. All right, Silva, you got the next one. All right. Take it or leave it. We're going to revisit an earlier part of this pod right now. Mm. John Collins gets traded on draft night. God, I'm taking it. I'm tired of it. It's <laughs> it's almost reached. It feels like a, at the beginning of the pod, you said John Collins is involved in trade talk, which felt like an evergreen statement for the last two years. <laughs> That's let it, let it happen. See you later, John Collins. Go somewhere else. Don't know where. Not I was going to say Portland. San Antonio, Portland. apparently. I mean, maybe San Antonio. I don't know how that would kickstart their rebuild if that's what they're doing. But I, Yeah, that, yeah. I agree. That's interesting. Yeah, taking it. All right, easy enough. Taylor, take it or leave it. Which one do I want to go with here? The top three, Jabari to Orlando, Chet to OKC, Paulo to Houston, all goes according to plan and according to consensus. <sighs> this is so hard. On, this is what I've been on, thinking on. about for like the past like <laughs> two months. Um, and I think I'm more confused now than ever on it, but I, I think I'm going to leave it as well. Oh God. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I, I took the first one. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it. I think there's something weird going on with pick one. And I think that's going to throw everything. I'm not ready to predict what it is. If it's the magic taking Chet or the magic uh, being able to, or, or the thunder being able to throw enough smoke out there to get the, the rockets to try and jump up to one um, to, to, to assure, ensure Paulo goes to Houston. But yeah. I'm going to go ahead and leave it. I think there's some weird stuff going on with pick number one. There goes my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a wild night if that happens. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. well, at least we don't have to wait long. No, right. That's yeah. true. It's not like pick for the eight. record. I'm taking this one. I think it's all, mm-hmm. I think one through three is going to go according to plan with all the reporting I've seen like the last two days specifically with like woes going on ESPN and saying it is very likely that it goes in this order. That's made me have some more faith. But last week I was, true. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's solidifying up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Silva next, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jeremy Sohan will be drafted in the single digits, one through nine. Oh wow! Um, I like this one. Yeah, wow. Jeez, I'm probably I'm trying to think of the teams that are there. Again, you want a like, list? 
Over and under, or over under, this would be like nine and a half. Yeah, five is Detroit, six <laughs> uh-huh. is Indiana, seven Portland, eight New Orleans, nine San Antonio, and that's where it would stop. I think I'm going to leave it uh, because the only team out of out of those that I think could take take a long look at him would be San Antonio. Okay, um, so I'll leave it. I think he's likely to go ten or above. All right, Taylor, are you in consensus here? I just keep thinking about Sohan and San Antonio, but it sounds like San Antonio mm-hmm. could be aggressive for once. What about New track. Orleans? Yeah, the Pelicans are interested. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'd be great there. Like he, and they had dinner. Herb they Jones. worked him out and had dinner with him. There was the picture on Twitter. It's interesting. Just like all, all the teams, John Collins are being rumored to in that top ten. It's like, well, yep. just take Sohan. Right, right. <laughs> Chief Sohan. It's mm-hmm. a good point. Taylor, let's stay on that same type of wavelength there. Take it or leave it. Usman Jang will be drafted in the single digits. I am uh, leaving that one. I think he'll he'll fall outside the top nine. I, I know there's some some Jang hype there, but I really don't think it'll be top ten. I okay. see him falling in that like, or sorry, top nine. I think he'll he'll fall in that ten to twelve range. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, I- um, God, I hope it's not twelve, Taylor. I'm really divided on him. Maybe more than any other prospect. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm good. It just good it, it doesn't excite me. Uh-uh. Me either. Silva, mm-hmm. take it or leave it. Charlotte moves off one of their first round picks, either number thirteen or fifteen. I want to take it, and I'm going to assume that it's fifteen because they'll take a well, they'll take which of the two centers they want at thirteen. So I will take it for sure. Okay, so they're going to take a center at 13 and then move off a number 15? And maybe they use 15 to get off the Hayward contract and maybe get something, someone interesting in return. Okay. I agree with that. I like that. All right. Taylor, we're going to burn through these. Taylor, take it or leave it. The Kings trade pick four. Here it is. Oh, man. Um, The big one. Yeah. I'm taking it. I think they're doing it. And I, and I think the the Ivy um Bancaro related smokescreen to OKC is like kind of uh the equivalent of the the, the Kings are super happy just staying put and t- and picking at this spot and, and taking Murray or Ivy. Um I think that's a little bit of smokescreen right now as they're trying to drive up up offers. I think they may even lower that asking price uh, when they get closer to the, maybe around the time the, the first picks on the clock. So I'm going to go ahead and take it. I think it's it's going to be traded. I think even though I had a, a bold prediction earlier, that was a reason why I was bold because I don't think it's very likely. So I'd probably take it also. I think they're likely to trade that pick. Silva, again, let's stay on the same wavelength here. Take All it right. or leave it. Portland trades pick seven. I am going to take that because I think Dame's going to just put pressure on them to make a move for someone that can help them win immediately, and I don't, I'm not so sure he thinks... So pick four and pick seven on the move. Yeah. In this oh, you're scenario. Try, so you're, four you're to and five. seven, that would be wild. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Silva is taking that one. Portland's going to move the pick. Two more left, guys. Mm. Taylor, take it or leave it. Houston will make three first-round selections. They currently have pick three, pick 17, and pick 26. All right, this one's a little bit easier for me. I am leaving it. I think they are absolutely going to consolidate, um, especially 
I mean, they're in a similar stage of a, of their rebuild like OKC is. There's a lot of talk about them wanting to consolidate. They're also going to have a lot of great offers, I think, for that last pick, uh, even if they, they end up not being able to consolidate and move up. Don't, um, who, who is the player that asked to be traded out of Houston? K.J. Martin Jr. Yeah. Or yep. Kenyon Martin Jr., K.J. Martin. Oh, yeah, that's true. So you could do something there. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and plus 26, Gordon, plus 17. Right? Like, there's Eric, a lot of Gordon talk. Eric mm-hmm. Gordon, yeah. Yeah. I so you're, so you're leaving it. Gordon, They're not so. making three selections. They're going to Yeah, sorry. It. I can't remember which. Yeah, so okay. it would be leave it there. I, I don't think they're they're going to be picking at all three. I think I'm with you. Silva, you get the last one. And this one is kind of adjacent to that one. They mm-hmm. could go hand in hand. Take it or leave it. Both the Lakers and the Nets have no picks in the draft. By the end of the first round, one of them has a first round selection. I will take it. I think uh, some some way. I think the Lakers. I think I think it's going to be the Lakers are going to end up in there. Uh, it's probably going to be a late, a late, late first. Um, but I mean, maybe they're looking at. You say Houston has picked twenty seven. 26 26 maybe they're in that that range somehow yeah one of them one of them will get in for sure there's some weird stuff going on in brooklyn so i didn't want to touch that <laughs> there's some weird stuff I, I, going on. that's why i said i yeah. thought they were kind of adjacent i think totally the houston pick the lakers maybe there's something there maybe Ooh. something can coalesce there right okay so before we move on uh k cicero 20 Really good question. Take it or leave it for us to end on here. Take it or leave it. You guys take the report from Shams or Woj on who is selected. Do you leave it and let Adam Silver announce it? So the the way I read that originally was um, Shams versus versus Woj versus Adam Silver, which is why I brought it up here. Oh, I think think rereading it. So so on. Yeah, I'm kind of confused. Is this asking like for pick number two, who's going to break it? Well, I, I, I think what uh, Cicero here is saying is, um, are we going to be going off the tweets or are we like putting our phones down and waiting for Silver to mm-hmm. announce it? Um, but the, the way I originally read it was Shams versus Woj versus Silver. Oh. And I thought that was let's, fun because like, let's do which both. one are you trusting, Shams? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Shams versus Woj versus the commissioner, Adam Silver, on being the first to say who OKC is taking at two, it's going to be Woj. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. Woj is the one that's connected on the OKC front. Agree completely. Cicero is saying, do you wait for the pick to be announced or the, or tweet? the tweet? After number one is announced tomorrow on the live stream, should all three of us put our phones down and just <laughs> wait for the TV? Or should we just constantly refresh our phones, all three of us, separate yeah. phones, over and over and over <laughs> and over? <laughs> we might do that like just for pick two or something and just see which one of us throws up first. Yeah. Well, right. I think I think we need to have our phones on us to figure out what the hell is going to happen with right. pick twelve and a trade up. I'm kind I'm kind of into the idea tomorrow night on the live stream. We'll be here at my like at it. my house. Let's well, as soon as the commissioner says with the number one overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select blank. Yeah. I think at that point, our phones go face down until he comes to the I stage like to say number two. Deal. It's going to hurt, but I, I'll take the it. The only problem is we're going to be able to see the comments in the YouTube stream. That's true, too. We just can't click the comments tab, and we're good, I think. Yeah, we'll just we'll keep it comments tab closed, and we keep won't close. Right. Hornbot trained us for this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's our, uh, that is a good one, Cicero. Appreciate it. Uh, that's good. But we have one more if you guys want to do it, or should we go ahead and move on? Um, if we have one more in the chat, we can take it. One more in the chat. It's from uh, Amish. Take it or leave it. Charlotte trades both 13 and 15, mm. and Hayward will be gone. Oh, I'm leaving that one. I think they trade one of the picks, not both. Me too. Me too. That's what yeah. I was going to go with. I think I they'll think- trade 15, keep 13. That's a good one, though. I like it. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, they're going to keep thirteen, trade fifteen. I think that's that's my that's my bet currently. All right, gentlemen, it is time for our official OKC Thunder twenty twenty two NBA draft predictions. I'm going to put a little music bed behind it. Keep this a little upbeat. Sound all right on your end? Sounds good. First one. Official predictions on the books right now. Who does OKC draft it to? Chet Holmgren. Chet. Chetty. We're on record. We're going Chet. We're on record again and again. Going my guy, Chet Holmgren. I'm I'm too invested at this point. I agree. Like, I know as, as a podcast... We try to keep things muted on our personal preferences and try to like talk about what we think the team will do and and kind of more of that like reporter mindset. We don't want to be homers. I'm a homer. Yeah. I like the OKC Thunder. I'm mm-hmm. fully butt in on Chet. I don't want to be anybody else. I'm I'm yeah. okay admitting that live on the air. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm very invested at this point. Um Sure. I mean, I'll be excited about Jabari Smith or Apollo, but there there will be a part of me that's still disappointed. Um, and if Chet is the pick, I won't have that disappointment at no. all. It'll be pure yeah. excitement. Oh, yeah. I think the upside's there. We, we'll save that if if the breakdown for, for tomorrow night, if the Thunder end up taking Chet. There we go. I have lots of Chet Thunder thoughts. Next Thunder prediction. Do you think OKC will trade pick 12? I do. Yes, I do. I uh, wow. So I actually... One of my coworkers came in. One of my coworkers and good friends came in and uh, came into my office yesterday and put me on the spot. He literally walked in, big smile on his face. I want to know what you think the Thunder are doing on draft night. Before I could answer, picks up one of my like Expo uh, whiteboard markers. He goes, "We are writing it on this board and we aren't erasing it until after draft night." So on that board, it currently says, "Pick two, Chet Holmgren. Pick twelve. Trading up to pick eight and selecting Shaden Sharp, and that is what I am standing by. That's kind of the same line of thinking that I'm that I'm having. I think it's going to be between. It's either going to be pick six, seven, or eight, and it's going to be probably Shaden Sharp. I kind of think they're going to stay put, but I will throw this out in the ether. If they trade up, mm-hmm. I think it's with the New Orleans Pelicans. Yep, that's my official prediction. I think it'll be with New Orleans at pick eight. You think Dort is included in that? I don't know. I was gonna say if uh, Dort is a Raptor, like uh, my sources told me when I step away from my phone call, uh, <laughs> that that would in, it, that would entail that the Thunder have picked seven when they're selecting Sharp there or somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I just I have a feeling it's gonna be at pick eight. Next OKC prediction: Who is OKC's second selection of the night? Maybe it's at twelve. Maybe it's in a trade up. Who was the second guy that they Sorry. Took? I combined my answer and uh, and gave you two. Two and yeah. one. Yeah, Sticking no, by you're it. good. You still got Shaden Sharp. I got Shaden Sharp. Mm-hmm. 
I also think it's Shaden Sharp. I think it's like one of three people, but I got to lock in. This is the night before. Tell me your other two though that, that you're considering. I'm curious. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's gonna be Ivy. Uh, I think it's gonna be. Did ask who you didn't think. Yeah, Jake, I think <laughs> I think it's gonna be Sharp. Uh, oh God, I gotta be careful. I gotta be careful. This is gonna get bad. It's gonna be Sharp. It's gonna be Matherin. Yes. Or God, Dyson Daniels. I love it. I, I almost said it, Murray. So. I was I almost said Keegan Murray, but no. That would be I fun. think if it's a yeah. trade up, it's either Sharp, Sohan, which is my pick. Mm-hmm. Me too. Those are my two. Or Keegan. Okay, my third was going to be Ivy. Uh, obviously not at seven or eight, just that. And just trading up in general. I think those would be the three targets. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I love Matherin. <laughs> Who will they go after with pick 34? I don't have a ton of huge, like big swings. Um, I was hoping originally Dalen Terry was going to be in that range, but he's gotten, yeah, he's, he's climbed draft boards at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I still wonder if Caleb Houston, um, there's the Canadian connection yeah. there. Looking back at his tape um, prior to his, his freshman year in Michigan, I do think he's capable of more. I mean, all these guys are, right? That's a pretty generic statement for a lot of these these prospects. But um, I do wonder if Caleb Houston maybe is that guy at 34. However, if I'm making an official prediction here, which I am, I don't think the Thunder draft at 34. I don't. I think they'll be taking uh, two two players in this draft, and uh, I, I think it'll be at pick two and trading up from 12, and that probably includes pick 34 as well. Wouldn't be mad if they took uh, a big in that in that yeah. range, like a Coloco from Arizona, or something. Like I don't that. know if Kamagate falls all the way down here. This is somebody I like. Uh, I think Rafael Barlow was on a podcast like two or three months ago. Kind of mm-hmm. got me on a Kamagate and. Uh, Love the idea of him being a draft and stash. I, I think I read that in Gavoni's mock today. What's his first name? Uh, I don't even know. Ishmael? I always just call him Kamigate. Is it Ishmael? Starts with an I. <laughs> Maybe that. Kamigate just sounds like a Dragon Ball Z power-up it move to me. It which is like kind of Vegeta. badass. It is badass. <laughs> Kamigate! Yeah. Um, my, my thought at 34, um, after we talked with Derek Murray... I've kind of really bought into this idea that at 34, they're going to go high floor, low ceiling kind of guy, an older guy that's ready to contribute Um, guys in that range that I'm going to throw out there. Like I I think Josh Mino would be cool. Uh, I think someone like Trevor Keels could maybe be cool, Uh, but I'm going to narrow it down to Christian Coloco. Yeah. uh, Christian Braun. Oh, I'd love Braun if he falls there. Maybe Jake LaRavia. Three older, Ooh. more established, more polished type of guys. I'd be ecstatic if those last two fell to us at 34. And, and yeah, there's, a, there. there's like a fair a fair chance, uh, especially I think with, with Brown. You know what's kind of funny? <laughs> Quick aside. Um, Hayden played basketball with uh, a kid named Bryce Thompson growing up. Um, my dad coached Hayden, and then Hayden played AAU with PWP. Rod Thompson coached him. Rod gave me lessons growing up. Really great family. Really good kid in Bryce. And so Bryce commits to Kansas originally. And obviously we're rooting really hard for him. And so his freshman year also happens to be Christian Brown's fresh, freshman year. And me and Hayden, my little brother, are just livid. Like, why is Brown getting this playing time? We're Bryce Thompson. Bryce is so much better. Blah, 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 blah. 
Anyways, Bryce ends up transferring to OSU. He's getting good playing time there and doing great. And then Brown just blossoms and flourishes the next couple of seasons in, in Kansas. And so that was, uh, that's, it's funny enough. It's like, that was one of the guys I've been on for a long time is Christian Brown, simply because I wanted Bryce Thompson to beat him out at Kansas. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Last prediction, guys. Which is a, a pretty simple one. Your biggest Thunder prediction for draft night. Biggest. Maybe, maybe biggest means your hottest take. Maybe it means the thing you're most confident in. But what is your biggest Thunder prediction for draft night, which is now 23 hours? No, sorry, not 23 hours, 21 hours away. So I have mine. And again, this isn't like a bull prediction segment. Um, already have kind of alluded to it in a couple of different places. But I keep thinking, look, I think pick number two, like it, it, obviously OKC is playing it close to the vest. And it's so hard, nearly impossible. If you go and read Jeremy Wu's mock draft from earlier today, he, he alludes to this with OKC playing everything so tight to the vest. Everything you hear about OKC typically comes from the outside. However, I think back to the Poku draft, right? Two, two drafts ago. Um, and I believe KOC was one of the first one on it. But there, there was a lot of talk about OKC's interest in Poku and that development and that project. And uh, they were so interested, they were willing to trade up for Poku. I think Shaden Sharp is this draft's Poku. That doesn't mean like, you know, pick two is involved with that or whatever. Uh, I'm not saying that that means that Chet is 110% the pick at, at pick two, although I am pretty confident in that one. I'm just saying I think Shaden Sharp is this draft's Poku for OKC. I think the interest is real, and that's why I think they're going to trade up and, and end up with their guy, Shaden Sharp, with their their second pick after drafting Chet. I hope you're right, and that kind of like lines that up. That lines up a bit with my prediction. Mine is that we finally see, not even finally, it's only been two seasons of, of tanking at this point. We see Presti use the use some of the assets he has to, to get to get the guy that he wants, no matter, I don't want to say no matter what the cost, but he, he can pay, he can overpay in the situation and, and feel okay about it. Um, a team like the Thunder can overpay and still have like the most assets in the league. You can still have the most first round picks over the next three, four years. Um, I think we're going to leave. I think the draft's going to end and we're going to feel really good about what, what Presti did. I like that. Mine, my biggest Thunder draft prediction 21 hours out from the 2022 draft is that the Thunder are going to get Chet Holmgren, the guy that Sam Presti has had his eye on ever since this draft cycle began uh, about 10 months ago. I can't remember if it was on a podcast, uh, if it was post-pod when we were just all online talking, if it was in our Slack but there were multiple conversations between Taylor and Nick and Kamiara and myself where I kept saying, Chet Holmgren, this is like back in like September, Chet Holmgren is the ideal, like the idealized version of what Sam Presti is building with this team. And I said, I think Chet's going to be the guy. Like I think that they probably like Chet more than Paulo because back then we weren't really talking Jabari. Mm-mm. I said, I think he's more of the guy than back then we were talking um, uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. in the top five. How, how times have changed, right? There's going to be no way to prove my prediction that that Presti has had his eye on Chet this entire time. 
but that's my gut instinct. And I think he is not leaving tomorrow's draft without Chet Holmgren. Even if it means trading pick two and future assets to go up to one and get Orlando's pick. Ooh, I like that. I think the Thunder like are that. leaving the draft tomorrow with Chet Holmgren. I like that a lot. I, uh, I'm i with you. And I think, Jacob, to your point, like I think it even goes back prior to this draft cycle. Like we know, obviously, Sam and his scouts are scouting these kids very, very early. And in the case of a player like a Chet, who's been on the national radar now since, I believe, was it ninth grade when he like had his big growth spurt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember all of us talking about Chet, like – three, four years ago. And so uh, I agree. Uh, I agree completely. And he just fits everything that this team is looking for in this modern, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about that. We don't need to dive into it, but I also like really am excited about the other reports coming from the other side, which is Chet and his representation want to be in OKC. I think that's really exciting. I remember watching uh, a nationally televised high school game. It was Imani Bates. And Everyone Chester. tuned in for Imani and Years Chester ago. hooked his ass. Yep. Yeah, now Imani's just like in purgatory. Yep. Strange. We'll Very see strange. if Imani's even in, in Memphis at the University of Memphis next year. Yeah. Yep. All right, Silva. Show you time. got that, that outro music queued up. Gentlemen, this is the last time we talk to the masses before the draft officially begins. Tomorrow is going to be an absolute blast. We're going to be here with you guys the entire way. Make sure you follow us on socials. Subscribe to the YouTube channel while you're here because we're going to be live tomorrow starting 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Regardless of where you're at, what you're doing, how you're absorbing draft information, tune in with us for a little bit. Hang out. Can't wait to see all you guys in the chat. It's going to be an absolute blast. Can't wait for it. We will talk to you guys at 6.30 on draft day. Come come prepared for all your draft takes, for everything, and make sure to enter that mock draft challenge for your chance to win prizes. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Until then, as always, Thunder Up! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.